If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Welcome to Newsnight. In the next 60 minutes, disturbing details of how staff of Lands Commission manipulated its software system to steal millions of CDs meant for the Ghana Revenue Authority. We'll tell you more as the management of the system has been handed over to a private firm. Move that platform to a firm to move the management of the platform to a firm to manage it for us. So that would help us to safeguard, you know, some of these more practices. But that is in the interim. The police is meanwhile on the hand for five others said to have evaded arrest. Also tonight, mothers are turned away from vaccination clinics over shortage of essential vaccination drugs. Other at the Braca Polyclinic, for instance, as health ministry races against time to stock hospitals. Yeah, it worries me a lot because the first day we came, they said there is a shortage. One month time we came, they said there is a shortage. <laughs> We'll get to hear from some mothers on this. Also, minority in parliament declare they do not trust assurances given by Finance Minister Ken Ufurieta to release funds to NIA to register more Ghanaians as controversy over the new ECI lingers on. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. I don't know if you trust the finance minister, but I don't. I don't. I don't think 0.1% of Ghanaians trust him. Today is the 1st of March. We have not been paid yet. Most Ghanaian workers are calling us saying that they have not been paid. So you don't even have the money to pay salaries, MBs. We've not been paid. And in business, President Akufuadu remains firmly optimistic of hitting the March-ending target for securing an IMF board approval for Ghana, despite concerns being raised by some of his external creditors. And in sports, we track the 10 youth resource centers that have become bush resource centers. Barely a year later, this is the state of it. Abandoned and left to become a breeding ground for all kinds of reptiles. The Azuma Nelson Sports Complex is not befitting of the legend it's named after. And we'll hear from the sports minister who has been assuring parliament that that facility will be completed before end of year. And much later. We will go to court within this stipulated time. The legal team is at work already and you'll get more details from His Excellency Peter Albi when he speaks. We are going to keep the struggle alive. Peter Obi's opposition Labour Party set to mount a legal challenge against the presidential election victory of Bola Tinubu as he officially receives his winner's certificate at a ceremony in the capital Abuja. I know many did not vote for me and you are disappointed that your candidate is not where I stand now. I understand your heart, your anger, disappointment. I send the embrace and comfort of one family member to another. That's and more in tonight's edition of News Nights. Do well to join us with your thoughts and comments via WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. You're watching live on Facebook. You can leave your comments there as well. We're also live on myjoyonline.com. Interactive app. I am MFA Apau. And my name is Evans Mensa. tonight with details coming in from uh, authorities investigating uh, alleged fraud at the Lands Commission and it's disturbing details really emerging regarding how staff of the Lands Commission managed to manipulate its software system to steal millions of CDs which was uh, to be paid to the Ghana Revenue Authority. The Lands Commission says it has handed over management of the software system to a firm to secure it while investigations continue. 16 of the 21-member gang fingered for the theft are employees of the commission and have already been slapped with charges of stealing and money laundry at an Accra High Court. Executive Secretary of the Lands Commission, James Datsun, has been speaking on the matter at the news conference today. It got to a point where this was elevated to the level of the NIB, and so the NIB also continued with their investigations. 
and uh, 21 persons, including 16 of our staff, um, were interrogated by the NIB. They were picked up from the office and their various locations. We are told that five they are people who collaborated or are alleged to have collaborated with um, our staff to engage in this um, practice. Now, the matter is before the court now, and the court proceedings have commenced, and that's the reason why I believe some of you may have um, uncovered this um, unfortunate incident. We, on our part, as, uh, as our part of our, uh, the commission's processes in a situation like this, when um, it gets to the point where we have sufficient information to um, place a staff on interdiction, we do that. And that is the point where we've got into at the moment. Thank you. Not all of them, you know, it's a process. So once we've dealt with a particular case um, and it merits interdiction, we will um, effect that accordingly. And so um, currently not all of them are on interdiction. We are currently we are at 10, but the others are also. As I said, even the investigations are still ongoing. So we were advised not to be too go too public with it, you know. So, but because the matter is in court, and there's, there's very little we can do. <laughs> it's already in the, in the public domain. He also gave details of how the accused officers manipulated the software. We are still investigating. I know the matter is before the uh, NIB, and they are also investigating. So, we cannot put a figure to how much is involved because it is still evolving. Um, the software, I must say that um, we, we developed that software in-house. The Enterprise Land Information System was developed in-house and we've used that, you know, in our processes and it's been, it's been quite effective. Now, what we've done after we discovered does is to um, move that platform to um, a firm to to move the management of the platform to a firm to manage it for us. So that would help us to safeguard, you know, some of these more practices. But that is in the interim, in the long term. What we intend to do as part of the land reform project that we're doing at the Lands Commission is to change the entire software. Currently, we're operating on um, an open source software platform, but we want to move it to a proprietary um, software platform when we start the, the land reform project. So that is in the long term. But in the interim, we've moved the platform to... Um, a, a, a firm who is managing it for us now. So it's not the in-house team that is managing it. Management, with respect to public education, what we've done is immediately we, we came out with, um, uh, let me say, a criteria, you know, within which um, applicants should um, request for services with the Lands Commission and the fact that when you come to the Lands Commission you should deal with officers of the Lands Commission and not with you know others as it were guru boys who may you know lead you astray. So we have that information pasted all over our compound now. We used to have it but then we Re, re, reinforce that. So if you go around all our offices, you will see this notice clearly pasted there and uh, informing officers about um, they dealing with the officials of the Lands Commission. Also with our staff, what we've done is to do an official circular to our staff. 
explaining what has actually happened and the fact that staff will have to, you know, um, be very meticulous in what they do when it comes to dealing with uh, applicants, when it comes to payments, and then also processing of documents within within the commission. So this is the information we've put out there, and we expect that our staff and then the public should conform to it. Well, so that's the, the executive, deputy executive secretary of the Lands Commission, James Datsin. There, but my colleague Joseph Akable has been monitoring this particular story for us. He joins us on the line with further details. Joseph, let's first get to these 21 individuals alleged to be behind the scheme. What do we know about them? Five of them are at large. In terms of the 16 that have been apprehended, nine of them are staff of the Lands Commission. There's one individual who is an accountant at the Ariely Company Limited. There's another who is a staff of the First National Bank, another individual who is the CEO of the Airstate Company Limited. There's another one who is also a staff of the local government, a businessman, a clearing agent, another staff of the Thermal Development Company, TDC. And so those are the details that we know in terms of where these individuals work. We'll talk about the level of uh, staff involvement in all this, and um, we know it's at various levels. But when we talk about Lands Commission and this particular expose, people were wondering if it's about land documentation amongst others. But give us a sense of how, how come it's about GRA payments amongst others, per the understanding that you've been giving. And so what these individuals are said to have engaged in is that uh, they post as individuals who are coming to pay stamp duties with draft checks at the um, land commission. And so they came with a draft text ranging from face value from 20,000 cities to 2.3 million cities. Now, without giving the check to any official at the land commission, they simply managed to manipulate the software uh, with the assistance of the individuals who are part of the gang who work within the land commission to create the impression that the text have been presented to the land commission and the stamp duties have been effected, payments have been effected and they have gotten evidence of that payment and so they now picked this draft check which they did not present at all and sent it over and now used it to pay for import duties of individuals who were importing items into the country with the assistance of the clearing agents some of whom are part of this particular gang and so once they make the payments for you then they take your cash from you and so in simple terms they've taken draft checks claiming to be paying for stamp duties at land commission which will be advanced to GRE. They don't present it, but they might get evidence of payment. Then they proceed to use the same text to effect payment for you at the port and now take your money. And so they make money without really giving any money to the state, but having evidence of suggesting that they have made some payments to the state. Now we are told that from court documents that we have cited, an amount of 100 million cities is what is estimated to have been lost as a result of the face value, the checks that they have been transacting this business with. The NIB has managed to retrieve an amount of uh, 2.8 million cities in the course of its investigation. We are told that a greater chunk of the money has been used by these individuals to acquire houses in the greater Accra region and central region. Some have also used them to buy cars which they are driving. And so uh, the NIB is still investigating the matter and charges have been filed against the 16 people who have been arrested. Well, 2.8 million out of the 100 million, well, that's a drop. But I'm sure you've been finding out from the Lands Commission, if indeed this is a 100 million um, situation that we are faced with, or there's more. As far as the Lands Commission tells us, they say that the investigation is still ongoing because this is what they've been able to detect for the last three years. And so there's a possibility that it could be more. But for those that have been arraigned, they put the figure in terms of their values of the checks and what they transacted the business with as 100 million cities that ordinarily, if a genuine business had been transacted, should be coming to the Ghana Revenue Authority as revenue to the state, but has been lost and they said it dissipated in terms of acquisition of houses and cars. Well, now here you say this, they've been at this for the past three years? Yes. Okay, and let's talk about the, the staff level involvement in this. The Land Commission tells us that it's at all levels, so they are very junior staff, there are mid-level staff, and there are those who are also at the very top level. Now, out of the system, they said the internal investigations have gotten to the level where the decision has been taken to interdict 
10 of the 16. And so it means that for the next six months, those 10 will be on half salary. And the other six investigations are still ongoing. If they get to the level where the rules of conduct allows them to interdict those ones, that decision will be taken as well. And the National Intelligence Bureau, on the other hand, is working around the clock to try and effect the arrest of the other five who are at large, while the internal investigations also continues to identify other individuals who may be part of this ring. Thank you very much. That's uh, Joseph Akable uh, monitoring this particular situation at the Lands Commission for us. Of course, uh, we'll be monitoring it and bring you more subsequently. You're still live on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. If you are a mother, uh, but for the thousands of mothers with babies, 0 to 18 uh, months, this next news item will worry you a great deal because uh, we are learning that that vaccine shortage that has hit the country is yet to abate. Two crucial vaccines for babies have been unavailable at the Adabraka Polyclinic Vaccination Center for close to a month, mm. leaving many babies without shots. Now, the Ghana Health Service has confirmed that there are three traditional vaccines that have run out completely. Mm. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Across the country, this is the uh, polio uh, vaccine, the BCG vaccine, and the measles rubella vaccine as well. Jeez. Now, the shortage of the vaccines has a potential to increase vulnerability of children to the diseases the vaccines seek to protect them against. And and no polio is a, is a devastating one. Measles as well, and devastating. The, the and and the the confirmation by the Ghana Health Service that it's it's simply out of stock across the country. We know that the uh, the health minister has been the subject of summons uh, by parliament for a while. Yesterday, he failed to show up and we know the minority guys were left very, very upset by his absence. We'll try and check today uh, what happened, whether he came or not. But mothers who had come, particularly to the Adabraka Polyclinic, uh, with their babies to be vaccinated were turned away uh, to come later when the shots were available. My colleague Mamisi Thompson was there earlier and spoke to some mothers. There's more in the following report. After a month, nursing mother Florence Kwabla is back to the vaccination center at the Adabraka Polyclinic with her baby girl Gladys. Florence is here to get Gladys' weight checked and her vaccination shot. She recorded a healthy weight. However, the oral polio vaccine due her is still not available for her baby. The last time she was here, she was told it was finished. With the polio, worries me a lot because the first day we came, they said, there's a then one month time we came, they said there's a shortage. So I asked them, can I, there's, is there any available at any, but they said there's still shortage at some of the polyclinics and hospitals. Another worried mother is Gifty Odonko. Her four-month-old baby, Inshira, has also not received the polio and the rotavirus vaccines. She wants government to quickly restock. I'm told there is no polio vaccine, so we'd have to return without the shot. It could expose her to diseases. I hope we can get it at the pharmacy to protect her. 
Parliament's Health Committee took a strong stand to deal with shortages across the country. Committee Chair Dr. Efriye Ayu agrees that no child should be exempt from vaccination. We are concerned because every life matters. And just as many of us here feel our sustainability has more been because of the vaccines we had at childbirth. We cannot deprive any Ghanaian that opportunity to leave. And the absence of vaccines in the committee's thinking is inexcusable or unpardonable. Well, the Ghana Health Service Director, Dr. Patrick Kumabwaji, has assured stores will be replenished in two weeks. So that's the situation uh, here at the Dabaka Polyclinic. for you, you are a mother. Um, you, 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 I gave you the list of the vaccines affected. I know that um, at birth, that's when you're supposed to get uh, the BCG, at least from the weighing card that I have of my children. You get it three times. And the first one, which is the BCG, has to be at birth. So if um, it's emerging that now babies cannot get it, especially even at the Adarbaka Polyclinic, and that's not the only place that we've been to. We're told it was a nationwide situation. So how are we coping? What exactly will be the effect on these children? What's the period that they're supposed to get it? And if they are not getting it, what happens? Because we know the devastating effects of polio for instance, amongst others. But let's bring in a doctor yes, and then yeah. find let's out Let's speak more. to Dr. Thomas Anabai. He is a, uh, a doctor um, with expertise in emergency and critical care. He joins us on the line on this. Uh, Doc, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. So uh, from the official Ghana Health Service own uh, admission on the issue, they named three vaccines that are in complete they are facing complete shortage across the country. A polio vaccine, the BCG, measles, rubella vaccines. How important are these vaccines if you have a baby? Uh, good evening to you and good evening to your cherished listeners. These vaccines are very important simply because they are very infectious. They transmit very easily and have uh, serious replications when children do not get them. For instance, uh, the BCG is the vaccine we give to children at birth to prevent them from getting tuberculosis. You know what tuberculosis does? Tuberculosis can attack the child's lungs, which are yet to mature, attack the spine, attack the gut. If it attacks the lungs, it can destroy the child's lungs and he will not have a healthy lung forever. If it attacks the spine, the spine can be deformed because the vertebral uh, uh, column can be deformed and it can become a, a disabled forever. The other vaccine, which is polio, we know what polio does, uh, infectious, it attacks the nervous system. And when it attacks the nervous system, it can leave you paralytic. So you have a sequela like being a disabled and you cannot move some of your limbs. It can even lead to death. So this is something very important that we need to get for our children. For measles and rubella and the rest, yes, they can cause serious skin, skin damages serious uh, uh, lung problems and cause retard uh, uh, growth in children. So I think that these vaccines are very important for our kids and the better we get them, the best for Ghana. So from what you say, this is very serious, um, particularly for MFR, you mentioned it, and he just confirmed <laughs> that at birth, the, the, uh, the tuberculosis, um, and you've just laid out the, the implications. So as we ha- we have it now, we, we don't have a clear timeline yet. The Ghana Health Service says they're expecting this to be dealt with in the, in the next quarter, so we're going to get clarity on this. But for, for mothers like those we just spoke to at the, at the Raka Polyclinic who had gone and been turned away, do they have any other alternatives? There is no any other alternative. Vaccines are controlled by WHO and government uh, institutions, Ghana Health Service, Ministry of Health. Most of them are stored at particular temperatures in, in particular environments that cannot be stored in ordinary pharmacies. No one can trade with vaccines except for perhaps hepatitis and the rest. But BCG, polio, diphtheria, and then the rest, it is only government institutions government that can control it so it is very <laughs> unfortunate that we have run short of this so sad that we should run short of something that we can plan even four years ahead because once you know the populating growth you know the best rate in the country you should know what to store for every year for 
your, your, your population to get the needed vaccines to prevent preventable, preventable diseases that have very much devastating effect on children. So I, I don't understand why we should say we couldn't get the vaccines. Not that the Ukraine war, as they say, or the uh, uh, coronavirus has come to stop their vaccine production. They are being produced. It's just for government to get the needed funds to buy these vaccines. I can tell you a fact. The money we get, the money we get from NHI lady alone, we can buy all vaccines in Ghana without blinking an eye. How much of that money is given to Ghana Health Service, the Minister of Health, to run its activities? Less than 50%. So why should we buy diseases for ourselves when we have a solution to prevent those diseases? Mm, but there's some mothers who are wondering, at least those who have given birth, we know it's established that BCG, for instance, they need to get it at birth. How long can these children go without getting these vaccines and what can happen? It is best given at birth because it will protect you because, you know, the, the tetanus uh, 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 parasite flies one meter high. And children, all children in Ghana, majority of them like this. Even if you have a, a bed for the child, uh, he will be, it will be one meter low. So if they can easily acquire uh, uh, tuberculosis. Tetanus likewise. Notanaba, we're grateful uh, for your time here uh, on Newsnight. And so uh, we know how serious uh, the situation is. And uh, if we have babies in the system, they are not getting the shots. And we know uh, the impact now. But Parliament, like you said, they've been raising the issue, demanding the Ministry of Health to account. We are told for some more than 71 million Ghana cities paid by the NHIA for essential vaccines after they appeared before the committee uh, late Tuesday evening. Let's bring in uh, the National Health Insurance Authority, the Corporate Affairs Director Oswald Suyamensa joins us on the line. Oswald, so have these monies been released for these vaccines? Please confirm to us. Hi, good evening, MFI. Good evening to our listeners. Um, yes, certainly the money that was appropriated for this particular line item under the 2022 fiscal year has indeed been paid to the Ministry of Health. It's been paid to the Ministry of Health. When exactly? I'm sure you can give us a timeline. Because we are now hearing that we haven't been able to get these essential vaccines. I'm sure as the NHIA, you've heard as well. So what really could go wrong? What really has happened? For which reason we do not have these essential vaccines? Well, uh, from the NHIA standpoint, let's understand that we are just payees or payers in the the architecture of this um, of this vaccine uh, procurement. So once we have made payments available to the ministry, I guess it would be difficult for me to, to explain why the vaccines have not been supplied. But um, as I said, of course, you know that our budgets um, go through Parliament around the same time, which is always around February, March. And once it gets approved, um, we wait for instructions for the Ministry of Health to release this funding. And this funding, as a matter of fact, goes to the UNICEF. There's a program which um, this false under government of Ghana's co-funding obligations, okay, to purchase these drugs and um, devices and other um, commodities. So it comes under the Gavi um, arrangement. So these payments are actually released to the UNICEF. And between UNICEF and the Ministry of Health would um, make sure that the procurement of these vaccines are available. Um, I can tell you that we did payments in June, October, November last year, and I think the last tranche must have been paid in um, January 2023 for that component and uh, uh, support to Ministry of Health. This is uh, June, October, all the way to October last year, like you talk about. Do you remember how much exactly has been released for this line item? And that's the whole line item has been released. I, I think we're talking something in the range of between 71 and 72 million cities as have been appropriated in the allocation formula. And that amount has really been paid. Oswald, we are grateful uh, for your time. He's the acting um, director of corporate affairs at the National Health Insurance Authority. And this uh, particular issue is of concern to Parliament Health Committee. You've been talking about the fact that they hold the minister before it um, to raise, um, uh, to answer questions about why these essential vaccines are not available. Let's check on um, the, the committee on what exactly the latest is. Yes, the ranking member on that committee is Kwabana Minta Kando, and he joins us on the telephone line right now. Mr. Kando, thank you for your time uh, here on Newsline, Mr. Kando. Uh, you were expected to hear from the health minister. Have you had the opportunity to do so yet? Yes. So, uh, am I talking to Ivan? Yes, please. 
Okay, so Evans, um, we invited the health minister together with the National Health Insurance Authority. But uh, during our first meeting, the minister couldn't make it. And so we gave an ultimatum that the minister or his deputies appeared before us in two hours later. So two hours later, they appeared. So we put a question to them. But by then, we had met the National Health Insurance Authority and we pulled a copy of our, our formula, the National Health Insurance Fund Allocation Formula 2022. And we realized that an amount of about 72 million Ghana cities had been allocated to the procurement of vaccines. So when they came, we put it to them why the shortage in the system. Even without boring you with math words, the reason is simply that we are defaulting. They are not paying. There's an arrears. There are two main groups of vaccines. We have the, I mean, Gavi co-payment uh, sponsored one and we have the traditional one. Now, as I speak to you, we owe them. And so we have not been able to pay. When we push further, that why couldn't they pay because the National Health Insurance Authority had made a religious. The answer they gave us was that at the time, there was steep depreciation of the CD. And that was where I got angry. Because you cannot cite the depreciation of the CD for a reason why innocent and vulnerable children should, uh, should die. If I don't forget that these vaccines are not medications that they can buy over the counter. And therefore, even if you have money, you can't go to any pharmacy shop and procure the vaccines yourself. And these are vaccines for the circular diseases. And I remember the last time you recorded any death in any of these, I mean, circular diseases were somewhere to 2003. So we had struggled to virtually eliminate these things in our system. Even the most disheartening aspect is that we had an outbreak of measles somewhere last year uh, in October. And we have looked on, and the thing is spreading. It is now in the Bunga Hafu region. A year is now in Bota region, and it's, it's spreading down. So we ask them that the reasons they have provided us before the committee are untenable. And so they should go back and appear before the committee and come and give us some convincing ways to assure us that indeed we are getting the vaccines within the shortest possible time. So we didn't accept that reason. So what do you intend to do now with what you've heard? So... With what we heard, there's no hope. So we have told them that, look, they should come back with their minister uh, and we ask them when they can do that because it's an emergency issue. They should come back and they say they can come back on the 7th of March. So we are meeting them on the 7th of March to listen to them. And don't forget that I've heard the Director General for Ghana Health Service speaking all over, saying that within one week or two weeks, they will take, I mean, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, delivery of some passes. So we are waiting. So on the 7th, we are meeting them. And by then, I know that his two weeks will have a last. Uh, Mr. Kano, thank you very much. He's a ranking on the Health Committee in Parliament. We are examining this in some greater depth on PM Express. So we want to join us on television on the Join News Channel at 9 p.m. We'll speak to everybody who we can to try and get some answers. We will need to pin down exactly when this problem will be resolved and when every part of this country will get supplies. MFR, as a parent, do you listen? Seriously, sometimes we are not angry enough as a country, as a people. These are things we should be concerned about. Really, what kind of reasons are we being given for this? To the extent that children are being given birth to, and they are not getting these shots. These are not shots I can go and get from the pharmacy shop. No. So you can even go just to a private right. hospital to, to get it. Um, we'll try and get some answers. Um, the Ghana Health Service has indicated we're hoping that they'll get some uh, fresh supplies within a two weeks. But the problem, as we found from the Adabraka Polyclinic, is that the entire year, um, so January now, February has ended for two months. No shots. It's, 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 been, it's been out of stock. Mm. Um, George and, face, and, yeah. and, and, and even some would say that knowing After the knowing the six childhood killer diseases, but growing up we had songs all about these six childhood yeah. killer diseases. Well, and just when yeah. we are eliminating we are, it, then and, and, and we don't me, have vaccines. And for knowing the supply chain problems that had come from COVID, you don't want to even wait to even have even two containers or whatever no, of this thing before you even try to make requests for uh, because you know the supply chain concerns. So you always want to make sure that requests are placed far ahead so that when these things takes the not takes more time to get them by the time that your supplies are out of stocks 
you know you can have the other one coming into I this mean, thing. NHI so, just confirmed to us they released the money and they, uh, the Ghana Health Service explains to the committees because of the procedure but my point is if you have 72 million seniors yeah, yeah. buy what you could with that but, money. But, but this is a GOG. I mean, obviously, these things and can you, be done you, on credit. I, I, stand, credit. I, I stand to be educated. I'm just saying it's that. Possible. But I'm just saying that there are problems with supply chain ac across the world. And you don't want to wait for even to have just 1% of your product left before you place request because it might take longer time than the usual time it takes to get these supplies mm. in. <sighs> we'll try and get some more answers. Uh, as far as this is concerned, at 9 p.m., it's on the Jonu channel and across our many social media platforms, YouTube and Facebook. George, what do you have in the headlines? Well, events coming up. President Takufad reaffirms the uh, optimism of hitting the March ending target for securing the IMF board approval for Ghana's program despite delays in closing a deal with some of the country's external creditors. And MTN proposes a final dividend of 12 pesos for shareholders as the company targets to pay about 70% of its 2.8 billion Ghana cities profits declared for last year. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I'm a See the plenty money you are carrying this early morning. Are they? Mm, Charlie, you you say more. Uh, you do what? As for you, you wait and listen to all the information before you start carrying money up and down like we are in 1995. The eleven there, it has come. But you know, MTN will always find a way to sort you out. Ah, sort me out, Jesse. Oh, so you don't know that when you transfer money between your personal accounts, cash in and cash out at agent points, buy airtime or data, pay bills, receive remittance from abroad, or even pay taxes, there are no eleven charges. Hey, we are sure. Listen, there are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTM Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax rule. Hmm. And there's even more, cry. Remember your first 100 Ghana City transfer for the day is free too. Hey, na me anymore. <laughs> now, dear, you know. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTN Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So keep enjoying the security and convenience with MTN Momo and make payments on the go with MTN Momo. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 7622 your dream home is one call away. Your dream home is a few clicks away. Visit our Accra project, The Place, by calling 030
You welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, President Takofada says he remains firmly optimistic of hitting the March-ending target for securing an IMF board approval for Ghana's program. Now, this is despite recent delays in closing a deal with some of the country's external creditors on the debt exchange program. Speaking at an event with some diplomats, the president noted that they are also making some progress with the Chinese on Ghana's debt restructuring. Just as we managed to achieve a staff-level agreement with the fund in record time in December last year, whose terms we are systematically fulfilling, including the difficult, ultimately highly successful process of the domestic debt exchange program, I'm confident that with the cooperation we are receiving from members of the Paris Club and the People's Republic of China, which has sent a delegation from China's Exim Bank to Accra over the weekend to meet with officials of the Ministry of Finance, we shall be able to go to the board of the fund to conclude finally the agreement by the end of March. This will set the stage for the strong recovery of Ghana's economy. President Akufuado. Now, more oil marketing firms are dropping prices of petroleum products at the pumps. Shell, earlier that Vivo Ghana, earlier this morning, announced that it is selling a liter of petrol and diesel at 13 Ghana cities, 90 pesos. It is coming after market leader Guel dropped the price of petrol by almost 5% per liter. It also reducing diesel by more than one Ghana city per liter. Star Oil is also selling a liter of petrol at 13 Ghana cities, 19 pesos, while diesel is going for 13 Ghana cities, 49 pesos. The review is coming at a time when the National Petroleum Authority is projecting some significant reduction in prices of petroleum products for this month because of the gold for oil program. However, some industry players are insisting that the reduction has nothing to do with the gold for oil program. Two other stories and shareholders of MTN Ghana record some significant increase in the final dividend that they will be paid for last year. This was captured in the telecoms giant 2022 financials released to the investing public. There is more in this report. MTN in its statement is proposing a final dividend of 12 pesos for each shareholder. This will represent 70% of the 2.8 billion Ghana cities of its profits posted for last year. This should mean that for 2022, shareholders will be enjoying total dividend of 16 pesos. According to MTN, the necessary payment will be done by June 22 this year. MTN in its financial statement, however, maintained that subject to regulatory approvals, it is looking at the option where shareholders choose between cash or share dividend as an alternative. MTN mobile money business brought in almost 2 billion Ghana cities. However, this was not enough because its contribution to the group's revenue for 2022 declined. The company is linking it to the negative impact of e-levy on its operation for last year. It also pegged the number of mobile subscribers ending December last year at 12.7 million, representing more than 15% increase over that of 2021. Data also brought in some almost 4 billion Ghana cities as revenue, representing about 40% jump over what it got in 2021. On the recent tax issues with the Ghana Revenue Authority, MTN noted that it wants to assure its shareholders and other stakeholders that it is a responsible business committed to transparency and good governance. MTN in its financial statement also stated that it has made significant progress when it comes to the SIM card re-registration, adding that more than 5.4 million subscribers that were disconnected, 1.5 million subscribers have been reconnected. That is a business dex report. Now the Association of Ghana Industries is making a strong case for the proposed tax on beverages, fruit juices and more drinks to be targeted at imported products. Now government is currently pushing parliament to approve new set of taxes on these products to help deal with the revenue shortfalls as well as consumption of these fizzy drinks. But as part of our Ghana Month series, the chief executive of the Association of Ghana Industries, Sechuma maintains that there's a reason why they want local industries to be protected. 
proposed introduction on this SRGT on, on the carbonated drinks okay. and the spirits and all that. We think that at this crucial moment where we want to really support local industry, if there should be any such, it should go to the imported products, but yeah. not the local producers, because you want to encourage local production. Nobody stops you from introducing new tax, but you have to work out the implications, the ramifications of introducing tax taxes. So we strongly have a problem with the new introduction. We are showing statistics. We are bringing statistics to see the different tax regimes in other countries that are competing with us and, and how probably it could be properly structured. And that is Tachima Kabwa, he's chief executive of the Association of Ghana Industries, making a strong case on how local industries should be protected. And it will be part of our Ghana series, Ghana Man Series Stories, bringing you some insights in the business community and what should be done for local firms. And let's bid to regulate credit extension and close the gender financing gap. The Bank of Ghana has implemented a new online reporting and analytics solution through the online platform requires financial institutions regulated by the Bank of Ghana to provide information on financial returns on gender basis. Now, speaking at an affirmative action for women in Africa financial series, Second Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Elsie Adawaji, disclosed that this is more of a move that will help in policy formulation for the sector. We are fully committed to promoting inclusive finance and gender inclusive finance more particularly as a catalyst to promoting inclusive macroeconomic growth. The Bank of Ghana has implemented a new online reporting and analytics supervisory tool by which all of our regulated financial institutions submit their prudential returns to us on a sex disaggregated basis. All of those reports every month would now tell us on a sex disaggregated basis how much of this have gone to women-owned businesses. We believe that this is key because data is often the missing piece in our discussions and in our policy formulation and implementation efforts. Second Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Elsie Ado Awaji, and even there are more oil marketing firms that are dropping their prices at the pumps, and, and that if this trend should continue, what that will mean for the cost of some uh, items on the market. For instance, uh, that is... Uh, Petrosol is also selling today 13 Ghana cities, 49 pesos for super. That is, petrol and diesel is going for 13 Ghana cities, 57 pesos. You also understand that total energy is also dropping or has dropped its prices at the pumps as well, selling at 13 uh, Ghana cities, 80 uh, pesos for diesel, and also 13 Ghana cities. 80 pesos for petrol as well. To the stock market, if you're a shareholder in Ecobank, Ghana Limited, you lost 58 pesos to close at 5 Ghana cities, 40 pesos for each share held. Farmer also lost 20 pesos and it's now worth 1 Ghana city, 87 pesos. And even that's all for business on news. Now, we'll be looking up to the PM Express tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting discussion. And I'm looking for George, by the way, to also telling us later or your, the information you have on the Exim Bank uh, officials who have been here negotiating with the Finance Ministry. You need to dig into that okay. uh, and get more on that, right. George. Thank you very much. Um, you're still live here on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Guess who is joining us early? Because we have something cooking for you is Miss Bao. Hello, Miss Bao. Hello, Evans. Hello, Evans. Well, uh, just about the youth resource centers, because in 2018, the government com commenced the construction of 10 multi-purpose youth resource centers that were left to, uh, were to be completed in nine months. Five years on, the project had been abandoned and left to rot. My colleague Fentil Tahiru has the special report focusing on the Azuma Nelson Youth Resource Center. This is the Azuma Nelson Sports Youth Resource Center, named after legendary Ghanaian boxer Azuma Nelson. The facility was supposed to serve as a multi-purpose sports center, fit enough to accommodate more than 40 different sporting disciplines when completed. Also known as the Kanishi Sports Complex, the facility was built during the era of the Supreme Military Council and the General Achampong in the 1970s. It served as a training base for teams during AFCON 1978, which Ghana hosted and won. Since then, however, years of neglect had placed on the back burner the plans of the people running sports in the country. Various governments had made promises to upgrade the facility to its stature as a functioning multi-purpose sports centre. 
but none had made good on their promises. But in March 2018, then Sports Minister Isaac Asiyama finally commissioned renovation works to start on the facility. We are securing the future of Ghana sports through this investment. And I can tell you, in the next 20 years, Ghanaians will remember one person called President Kufuadu for the huge investment he made in sports. This huge one. Across the country, we are going to do all these things. By, by November, you will see 10 multipurpose youth centers. That can take off about 5,000 people. Sitting capacity, 5,000. So we can even play some of the national matches. Understand? Yes, big matches. Black Queens can come and play maybe in Wa, because we're going to do one in Wa. They can go to Navrongu. Go do one in Navrongu. They can go to Nihini. Go do one in Nihini. So it's going to be across the country, spread across the country, so that everywhere you go, you have quality, modern sporting facility. That was former sports minister Isaac Asiyama in March 2018. It was supposed to be the dawn of a new era for sports infrastructure in the country. When completed, it was supposed to seat up to 5,000 people with a swimming pool and all kinds of adjoining facilities, including a running track to go with. And it was supposed to cost some $4 million and just nine months to complete. Each contractor has nine months to complete the project. If we factor in the rainy season, it depends on the intensity of rain. It could go up to 11 or 12 months, not more. But nearly five years later, this is the state of the project. In December of 2021, the new sports minister, Mustafa Yusif, stated that the project was 90% complete. If we are going to be able to identify talent in the various regions or the, our various communities, we can't do that without these facilities being completed. So government is committed, especially when we have already invested so much in these facilities. We can't abandon. And it's the same government. We just, government is continuous. And so the assurance that they're getting from me, what I've, what I've realized that it was in phases. So we have phase one, phase two. So currently, I've engaged the consultant working on it and also the National Youth Authority, which is the agency that supervises the, the, those projects. So I can give you assurance that, yes, those facilities will be completed on time so that the, the identification of talent in the various uh, regions where we have this facility, we can use those as a center. Even as one nation sports complex, Canadian yeah. sports complex can also even be used yes. during the games. Yeah, of course. People can go there and compete, yeah. especially on football. Yeah. It's a it's middle standard. Yeah. So it's, a, it's something that we are working on and to ensure that we get it done. Some of them were 90%, 70%, yeah. and 80%. There are various stages of completion. And he wasn't wrong because at the time, the stunts were done. The pitch was done. It was looking green and lush. But barely a year later, this is the state of it. Abandoned and left to become a breeding ground for all kinds of reptiles. The Azuma Nelson Sports Complex is not befitting of the legend it's named after. In this current state, only animals can play sport here. At the time of abandonment, the project was indeed close to completion. With the VIP stand constructed and roofed, the four stands constructed and the seats fixed. The drainage system had also been done and the groundswork had been prepared for the Titan tracks to be laid. All of that, however, has now been left to rot. So that's uh, Fentio, Tahiri Fentio with our report on the Azuma Nelson Youth and Resource Centre. And Fentio joins us in the studio here. Fentio, I mean, it's it's quite heartbreaking watching the video, uh, which will also air tonight at 8.30pm on the Joy News Channel. I mean, I mean, tell me the extent of the damage there, because clearly that's, that's damaged. To yeah. abandon a project like that, that's wastefulness. It is a lot of money spent, almost about $3 million from the, my last conversation with the contractor. And the work had actually progressed steadily. Um, it was almost done. And that's the saddest part of this entire episode. The fact that the project was at 90% completion, as confirmed by the minister himself. And at that point, the last time the contractor was there was October 2020. They had raised a certificate for 650,000 Ghana cities for work done. And that's perhaps how much more so that was required to finish the project. The that difficulty? certificate wasn't paid. So the contractor obviously abandoned work. And now we'll need at least 
at least four times that money in order to finish the project. And clearly, there is some financial loss to the state there because all of the work that was done until that point is now degenerated into something that it's I mean, a complete eyesore, basically. I mean, it's a zone for reptiles, like you described Yeah, it is there. home to not just reptiles. It's, um, I was there, and I, I didn't quite feel safe. Uh, accessing the place. Yeah, I saw I saw the videos and it was shocking. Yeah, it, it is it is In a fact, bit shocking. There's a part of the shot where the the bush it was almost my height. Seemed to swallow you up. That is right. You seem to disappear in the mist. And so this is not a forest. It is not. It is not. And and that is actually the football pitch. This, oh, okay. I see. Which was which was as of twenty twenty October was green and fit for football matches. And you could so we had actually you made disappear on a football pitch whilst you're standing in the middle of it. I couldn't, oh yes, I couldn't see. I could hear your voice. You couldn't but see. But you me. were missing because the the bushes are just covered. Yeah. You up. And what is even more disappointing is, uh, friend, the fact that this facility is named after a legend in Ghana, Azuma Nelson, and who to leave said, it to yeah, who to leave it to rotten down man. He, he, the, the project isn't befitting of his name. And you see, the Azuma Nelson Sports Complex. Let's be honest, a bit of history is required. That facility has always been. One of those bespoke projects, uh, and it was put up by General Champoy in the 1970s. It was a place where middle-class people went. It was the original youth resource center in Ghana. It had a basketball court, a functional one. It had a hockey pitch. The football pitch was used for several purposes. In fact, 1978, it was one of the camping bases for national teams for the Afghan, which we hosted and won. As recently as 2007 when the Accra Sports Stadium was being renovated for AFCON 2008, House of Folk and Accra Great Olympics actually used that facility to play league matches. So it has been functional before, and the attempt to now uplift it into a much greater, a much better facility has now resulted in degenerating it into becoming one of the worst sites you would ever see of any sporting facility. Is it a funding challenge? And you say it's not because there's a, the... So, yeah, we have to talk about where the money is coming from. So unlike many projects in this country where, you know, you can say maybe a certain loan isn't forthcoming, the funding for the 10 youth resource centers is from the common fund. The NYA has a 5% allocation, guaranteed money every year. That payment comes in from the common fund. The sports minister at the time, Isaac Asiyama, was the one who decided that they were getting a lot of regular money from the common fund. And the youth authority, obviously, is under the Ministry of Youth and Sports. So he came up with the idea that they could use part of that money to put up these facilities across the country. And so they used part of that money, pay some of the contracts. So what actually began across all of the youth resource centers? They just have they just have been abandoned for the last three years, and that is the unfortunate part. And I tell you what, the amount and the number of people that have been affected by this project, it's massive, Evans. More than fifty schools host sporting competitions in that facility. Yeah. Growing up, you must have heard about Azuma Nelson Sports well, Complex. We do, Even we in two thousand and five, yeah, yes, yes. a, a whole international boxing bout was held there. I caught it for uh, Isaac McNeil of the USA in that in that facility, and the facility hosts the offices of the CEO of the National Youth Authority, Mr. Pius Haji. There, right behind his office, is where the sporting complex is. So the bushes that you see in that camera shot, all of that abandonment, all of that rot. Is right behind the NYA CEO's office. What, what next, though? Because there's uh, so we're running a series, basically. So there's ten of them across the country. Uh, right now, obviously, we're trying to. We're still assessing the impact. We're trying to force the. the, the, the so next the, week we have another episode. Yes, next week we Focusing have another episode on. from Koforidia. The Koforidia Youth Resource Center is what's next. After that, Nyinehini, and then you have one from Yendi. And every single facility, the story is the same, except Hope, which will host. The Independence Day celebration. As a result, yeah, <laughs> the work there has progressed, progressed understandably, quite steadily. Yeah, well, Thank the you. Minister for Sports himself, he's been uh, answering questions in Parliament and he indicates that uh, the facility uh, will be completed before end of this year. I'm happy to inform this August House that the second phase of the project selected, Azim, that's been quite often, are near completion with all the necessary fitting and auxiliary work progressing steadily. For the first, for this year 2023, the youth center in Ho, that's Adakulu, Yendi, 
Enyinenyini, Kanesin, and Navrongo are earmarked for completion. I wish to assure this August House that the contractors will soon move to the projects, will move to the project site, and the project will be completed by close of this year. Hmm. So that's the, the sports minister, Evans. At this point, we just need to go to the Achia Mountains and then pray for the country. So uh, we leave you in the safe hands of Kujo Yangsen as part of our Ghana Man series. After that, we have Strong and Sassy with Enimwa Enim Ado. The woman behind the woman of Fala is our guest. You want to stay? I am MFA Pao. Hey, my name is Evan Spencer. Nestled in the Mampong Ranges near Nsuta, the Achia Mountains are a magnet for prayerful Christians and church groups looking for a quiet spot for spiritual reflection and communion with God. The almost two-hour drive from Kumase towards Nsuta takes us through a rather scenic route of majestic mountains and beautiful overhanging shrubbery. It bears no resemblance to any other place in Ghana. Really quite breathtaking. It's worth a trip. You, the family, your friends. It's worth it to do the hike up this beautiful trail to the top of the mountain to see where it appears. God's hearing is the clearest. Let's go. Tell me, this place, who discovered it? Okay, Reverend Osesibi. Reverend Osesibi. Uh, one of the Matthews priests. He was one of the pastors at Efigasi. Efigasi died his name. So he was going to Mampong to do a program. Okay, on the other going, uh, they get fought. At the junction there, uh, his, where, car. his car. Okay. Uh, where you came to come this time, I buy you Yeah. So that time is actually. The priest had a vision to look high up the mountains. So he tracked the mountains, and when he got to one particular spot, the entire scene changed to move. At once, no mudrona ni ne kasa chena. Ehonu ni na turning to move kala. 